0: Welcome to the Adventure Church Podcast. For more information about Adventure Church, please visit our website at adventurechurch.tv. Now, prepare your heart for a message from God's Word. Again, welcome. If you don't know me, my name is Kyle, I'm the lead pastor here. Welcome all of you here with us for the very first time today. We are in a series called Swagger. And I think no matter what series we do next, I just want to keep playing that music as I come up. There's something about that. It feels good. I, I always said either I want that or, like, any time I enter a room, how cool would it be if, like, the sports center, th- like, theme played for you? You know, like, you just walk into a room, it's like, da-da-da, da-da-da. You're like, yeah, yeah. But anyways, we're in week uh, two of Swagger. Last week, we talked about being confident in God. And Swagger, can some guys be mistaken as arrogance? But we want to talk about is how God has created us to live with confidence. And last week, we talked about how we have to know whose we are, that we are a child of God, that no matter uh, who your earthly father is, no matter what your background may be, that, that you are a child of God, that he created you, he loves you, he has a purpose for your life, and it's a good purpose. And then we have to know who we are, that God has created us each individually uh, with his own plan, with our own giftings, with our own talents that he desires to use for his kingdom. And so you are the only you that will ever be, right? The, some, I know some of you may be twins, but DNA-wise, there's no other you in the entire world. And so God knew that. He specifically designed you and created you for a purpose. And today we're going to be talking about, and really over the next couple of weeks, things that can keep us from living in confidence, things that can keep us from living with the godly swagger that he wants us to have. When I was growing up, and I guess I should say, I shouldn't say just when I was growing up, I still have somewhat of a fear of dogs. Anyone else, you know, slight fear of dogs, like you walk up to a house that you're not familiar with, or you, you go into someone's house who has a dog, and they kind of come at you, and you're like, oh, it's a cool dog, like just you know get away from me kind of thing right like I've always just kind of had a thing with dogs we don't own one I didn't grow up around a dog and so I've just never really been comfortable and in my neighborhood growing up there was always this this spot this house that had a dog and it was weird because like they would chain the dog up in the front yard you know what I mean and so I would be riding my bike through the neighborhood and every time I knew that dog was going to come and I would get real scared I'd get real nervous and I would you know try to speed by it as fast as I could because I didn't want, I didn't want the dog to mess with me but thankfully, you know, they were good enough neighbors to put the dog on a chain. And so I kind of liked it because every time I would ride by, the dog would come at me like full speed. And then it would, the chain would catch, right? And it would, and it would just pull the dog back. And I'd be like, yeah, what's up, dog? You know, you know, I'm, you, know you can't get me kind of thing. And so I think it's, it's funny, but I think some of us are past can be like a chain on that dog, you know, like we want to go after God. And so we start running, you know, full speed after what's in front of us and our new purpose with new confidence And the chain of our past just (laughs) rips us right back to where we were. And it can keep us from pursuing God in the way that he wants to, to to pursue the plan and purpose that he has for our life. And so today we're going to talk about how do we break the chains of our past, because chains can be that way. They can just kind of pile up on you thing after thing, and you don't even really realize that they're there sometime, but they keep us from living with confidence and with the swag that God wants us to live with. In 2 Peter 2.19, it says, for you are a slave to whatever controls you. And so if you are being controlled by your past, if your past is is dictating decisions that you are making today, then you are a slave to that. You're controlled by your past, keeping you from pursuing the future that God has for you. Hebrews 11, 1 through 3, one of my favorite passages of Scripture is where it talks about really letting go of what's behind and moving forward for what God has for us. Let's read this together. Hebrews 11, 1 through 3, if you don't have your Bible with you today... You can download one on your smartphone called the U version, or better yet, you can open up the Adventure Church app on your phone. You can download that. It has all the notes and scripture in that today. It's a handy tool for you. Hebrews 11 1 through 3 it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great, great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked before us. Grow weary and lose heart. I love that it says, "Since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, and this is the faith chapter, so it talks about kind of the heroes of our faith and what they went through in the past." It says, "Since now we're surrounded by these people who lived this out, who who pursued God, who had this awesome experience with God, let us let us let that encourage us to run after God with everything that we have." This new purpose this new vision that he has for us all of us at some point we're we're dead in our sin we're away from god in our sin and we accept jesus into our life the bible says that we're brand new like how amazing is that that he says that you're now reborn that you're a child of god we talked about that last week that you're new in him that the old is gone it's gone and the new has come that we pursue the new thing that's in front of us but many of us again It keeps us from living with the confidence we want of those chains from our past that continually kind of pull us back and the enemy will use those things and kind of manipulate us to say, you can't pursue God like that because remember what you did or remember this relationship they work out, you can't go after God that you want. So he says, consider all that Christ went through, that he he saved you, that he gave you a new purpose and fix your eyes on him, the one who's in front of you. Galatians 5.1 says that Christ has set us free to live a free life. So take your stand, this is from the message, and never again let anyone put the harness of slavery on you. I think that's what our past can be sometimes, it enslaves us from pursuing and living the way that God wants us to. So in order to move forward with swag, in order to move forward into our future with confidence, we have to learn how to let go of the past. Today, we're going to talk about how we can move forward. And pursuing God with confidence. So the first thing, if we are going to move forward with confidence that we need to do today, is this, is you need to identify what's holding you back. You need to take a moment and identify what's holding you back. Some of you know what it is, but it says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders. So anything that's hindering you from pursuing God from running this race that he's marked out before you and this sin that so easily entangles us. What does identify mean? For most of us, it means that we just need to recognize. I think some of us have carried these issues of our past for so long, maybe from early childhood or you know experiences that you had in high school or whatever it may be, that you've carried these things for so long that, that you're not even aware that they're, that they're there anymore, that you don't even realize that you're enslaved, like they're this harness Of slavery is on you, keeping you from living with the confidence. So we have to identify what those things are. I think about the past. I think there's the good past, the bad past, and the ugly past. Does that any for you? Remember the good, the bad, and the ugly. There's three things in our past that will be that because there's there's part of our past that's good, right? It's the good old days. It's 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 going back to the way things used to be. That a lot of us can get trapped in that. That keeps us from pursuing the future that God has for us. That that we're kind of this. It's nostalgia, like where we're just like, man, I just wish I could go back to where it used to be. A few uh, about, I guess it was about in early uh, the end of last year. I'm sorry, I was down in Dallas. I, I graduated from college down there, and I was doing some stuff at a church there. It was one of our kind of parent churches? Who's helping us plant? And I, I got to go back to to my college campus. Anyone ever got to do that? You know, you get to go back to campus and walk around a little bit. So I'm I'm at campus and I'm walking around, and and you know, I'm kind of just uh, we got a video in a little bit, but that song "I'm the Man, I'm the Man, I'm the Man" kind of got in my head. You guys know that song, like you know, beats the headbone. Where I'm just walking around, I was like, man, I re- this was the days. You know, like the the, the greatest worry that I had was like that paper that I had put off for too long that I was going to have to stay up a little extra to get it done, right? Like, that was the biggest fear. I worked at Payless Shoe Store, right? It's a pretty stress-free job, you know what I mean? It was a pretty good job in college, I'm not going to lie. And there was a lot of girls that came into Payless, so it was a win-win for me. But, but I was working at Payless, like, I just, I didn't have any really cares, and, and there was no stress, and so I can go back there, and I can just kind of wish and dream, like, man, I wish I could kind of come back here. I wish that Life was this easy again, and, and so we kind of can get stuck in the good old days, or maybe it was a relationship that you used to have, and you're like, man, I wish it would have worked out with them, or it was this past job where you thought, you know, everything was so much better, and we can get stuck in just one, in wanting it to go back to the way it used to be, but, but I would challenge you with this today. Just because it was good then doesn't mean it would be good now. What I quickly recalled when, when I was at the school and I was walking around is, you know what? I didn't know anyone anymore. And no one knew who I was. And I wasn't the man at all. You know what I mean? I was like, who is this old dude walking around our campus, you know? I used to have hair. And in fact, I had it when I was in college still. You know what I mean? And so, so, so things weren't the way they used to be. And so we can, we can get so stuck in that past, the good old days. But the reality is that the good old days are gone. And even better days are ahead if we can get our focus where it needs to be and get our eyes off of the past. Isaiah 43, 18, the prophet was talking to Israel and he, he was reminding them of the things God did, like parted the seas, you know what I mean? Like all the miracles he performed with Moses, all the stuff he goes, remember all that. He says, but here's the deal, you need to forget all that because it's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. For I'm about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Then he says, don't do you not see it? And I think God would challenge you with that today if you're, if you're staring back at your past and, and, and looking back all the time, that God's saying, look, I know it was good. I know that there were some good things that happened, but, but let's forget about all that. There's, there's a new thing that I wanna do. And he goes, don't you see it? And we can't see it, why? Because we're focused on what's behind us, not looking to what's ahead. And God's saying, you gotta get your eyes off of your past. I got new swag for you. I got new things for you, but you gotta look. To the future. So we have the good past. We have the bad past. This is, this is something that for most of us, it's hard for us to get over because it requires for some of us to forgive someone who hurt us in a really deep way. It's the bad past. It's, it's those who have hurt you or maybe it's people that you have hurt. And, and you've never been able to get over what you did in that relationship and some things that you had and, and the mistakes that you made and the personal failures that you had. And, and the enemy all the time will bring those things back in front of you. So you try to, to move forward. You try to look ahead, but, but he brings it back up. It's like an old movie that just keeps playing. And he goes, you'll never do what you're supposed to do. You'll never be able to live for God like that pastor says. You'll never be able to do it. Remember what you did. And the bad part of our past gets thrown into our face. But we have to make sure of this one thing, is that that sometimes we can allow the things that happen to us to keep us from pursuing God. Those who have hurt us, and I'm not trying to minimize what some of you have gone through. You've gone through some, some, some bad stuff. And it may explain part of your present today, why the way you are and the things that you struggle with. It may explain it, but let me say this. It doesn't excuse it that you have the power because of what God did for you to choose to say, you know what, even though I'm hurt, even though it's it's been challenging for me, I'm going to own up and take responsibility, not for my past. You couldn't control what happened to you, but you can control where you go in the future. So it 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 doesn't excuse it. We can't use our past as an excuse to keep us from pursuing the new thing that God has for us. We have to be able to forgive and move on. You heard in our Assassin series, if you didn't get to watch that, we talked about what bitterness can do to you. That it can literally, it's like a cancer that just eats the inside of you, just eats your soul. It doesn't allow you to move forward. And, and the quote that I love about that is that bitterness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. And we got to let go of it. we got to say, I forgive them. I move forward. It's in my past. God has something new for me that's good. So you have to realize that because of Jesus, because of what he did, now again, remember our swag doesn't come from us. It doesn't come from our giftings. It doesn't come from who we are. Our swag comes from Christ in us and what he did for us. That is where our confidence is. It's not in us. I fail every time. But the confidence I can have in Jesus inside of me because Jesus says that I'm not what someone said I was, that I am what he says I am. And he says, I'm a child of God, that I am forgiven, that I am free, that my past has no hold on me, that I am a new creation in him, that I can pursue and do the will of God that he has for me, that he created me with a purpose. we got to buy into that. we got to believe those promises from God. You aren't what you've done. You aren't what you did in your past. It's over. It's done with. And God's saying, I don't care about your past. I care about your future. I'm more concerned about where you're going than where you've been. And we got to believe that and buy into that. Jesus died for your mistakes so that you don't have to live in them. He died for them. And what, what a, what a, how, why would we ever want to do that and, and minimize Jesus' death by saying, you, it just wasn't good enough for, for my mistakes, though, Jesus. And so we continue to live in, in a past that Jesus said, I died so you don't have to do that anymore. Step into that freedom. Step in. To that forgiveness. So we have the good past, we have the bad past, then we have the ugly past. And I would say this is the past that you've carried into your present, that this would be willful sin that has held you back for years, robbing you from living in the confidence that God wants for you willful sin, things that that you have struggled with for years, an addiction, lust, whatever that case may be. But we go, man, it's part of our past that we just can't shake it, that no matter how hard we try, we just can't get rid of it. And they can hold us back because we can't walk in confidence because this guilt and this shame is on us because we're not living with integrity and, and living in the way that God wants us to live. I think we have to make sure that we have accountability in our life, and we set ourselves up with a life group that's around us to encourage us and support us because some of the issues that, that we deal with are, are, are tough to get over. They're tough to work through, and so we can't work through them alone. And some of you just keep telling yourself that, that all right, I'm gonna get a hold of this. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna get over this. I'm just gonna do it on my own. I can do it. I don't need anyone's help. I don't need to talk to anyone about it. And the Bible says that there's healing, that there's power when we confess to one another. When we bring someone else into that and say, can you help me? Can you keep me accountable? Can you encourage me? Because I'm really trying to shake this thing, this addiction, whatever it may be, because I want to pursue God. I want to live in confidence, but it just keeps pulling me back. The willful sin that we have to own up and make sure that we get rid of. Colossians 3, 7 through 10 says, you used to do these things when your life was still a part of this world. So before you knew Christ... This stuff happened, but now is the time to get rid of anger and rage and malicious behavior and slander and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your sinful nature. What did Hebrews tell us to do? To throw off. Colossians is here saying you strip off that old nature and all of its wicked deeds, and it says you put on your new nature. You put it on and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become like him. So you want to change. It's not just going to happen on its own. It can't just happen on a Sunday morning where you go, man, I pray God help me to change and then we go back out to this, do the same things that we used to do. That that you have to want to change. It's not just going to happen. That you have to be the one that puts on the new nature that God gives you through his word, the promises that he gives you. I would challenge you with this as well is that until the pain of staying the same becomes greater than the pain of the change, you're not going to change. Until the pain of staying where you're at, locked up by your past, bound up in the chains of addiction. Until the pain of staying the same becomes greater than the pain that it's going to cost you to change, you're never going to change. you got to go, God, I want this. I don't want to live like this anymore. I don't want my relationship with my spouse to be like this. I don't want this addiction anymore. I want to pursue you. I want the new nature. I want the new thing. He's saying, I got it. Don't you see it? But get your eyes off the past. Do the things that you have to do. We got to get rid of that ugly past that just keeps rearing its ugly head and and pulling us back. God is giving you the tools that you need. You're under his grace. You're under his mercy and the power that God gives you. The Bible says that who Christ sets free is free indeed, that you can be free. So if we're going to move forward with swag, we have to let go, identify what's going on in our life, recognize what's happening, identify what's holding us back then, simply is this. Secondly, is you got to let it go and you got to move forward. Once you identify it, you've got to let it go and move forward. It says, since then, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, let us, look at your neighbor and say, you, you, let us throw off everything that hinders the sins of you. So it doesn't say let God right? That's what, we want. That's what we want to happen. God, take this from me, please. Right? That's what we do. God, please take this. God, change me. God, please take this from me. And we want God to take it. And he's going, uh, you got to throw it off. You have to get rid of it. It says throw off everything that hinders. Throw off every sin. So it, it doesn't say that, God, that, that God's going to take it from you. It says you need to lay it down. You need to get rid of it. You got to make the decision to throw it off and start running the race. Many of you are trying to run the race. You're trying to pursue God, and you got all this baggage of your past, and you go, I just can't run fast enough. Every time I take a few steps, I gotta stop and catch my breath because my past just keeps holding me back. But you have to make the decision again to say, no longer am I going to carry this anymore. Jesus died for me. He forgave me. I need to forgive those who have hurt me. I need to let it go. You gotta strip it off. Let it go. Lay it down. So how do we do that? How do we throw it off? It's a lot easier said than done, right? But, but here's what we, we need to do this, is you need to repent, and then you need to remove. Repent means to turn away from your sin. And there's a difference between repentance and remorse. Remorse just means, man, I feel bad about it, but, I, but I'm not going to stop doing it. I don't want to change that bad yet. I feel bad. I wish I wasn't doing it. But repentance says, I'm going to repent to God. And you say, God, forgive me. I've carried this. You didn't put this on me. I put it on myself. You didn't bind me in this. I did. God, forgive me. And then it says that you turned from it. So, what does that mean? Many of us are trying to pursue our walk with God, and we we keep looking back. We keep grabbing onto these things. And repentance means that you turn your back to your past, that you turn your back to the sin, to all that stuff, and you begin to walk forward. That's what repentance means, where you go, God, I'm not only sorry for it, but I'm going to stop. I'm going to change. I'm going to move forward in that. And so then you need to remove. So get rid of the things that led to that sin. I know people who struggled with alcohol and and had issues with that. And it's like, guess what? They don't go out to the bars anymore, right? Why would they put themselves in an environment that, that used to enslave them? So many people, they let go of their past, but then they walk right back to the same prison that enslaved them in the first place. Maybe it's a relationship where you go, I know it's not healthy, I know it's not good, but I just keep finding myself going back again, back again. He's saying you got to remove it. you got to get rid of it. Maybe it's something in your life. Maybe if you are struggling with something like pornography, those kind of things, get rid of your computer. Don't get on your computer when someone's not there. Do things to say, I want to change. I'm going to remove those things that keep holding me back. We have to do our part. God will help us, but we got to do our part. There's no chain of your past that has a padlock on it. That's just locked. And you go, I can't, I can't get rid of it. The Bible says again, who Christ sets free is free indeed. That the, the power of God breaks the sin that binds us. And we have to strip it off. We have to do our part. We want to move forward. We got to do our part. I love Dr. Tony Evans, a pastor down in Dallas. He said, where God is taking you is so much bigger than what you have left behind. Don't look back. It's time to move forward. That's what we got to believe. That what God has ahead of you is worth letting go of that thing, is worth laying it down. His purpose, his plan is so much greater. Romans 12, 1 through 2 says that we are to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. So you go, Kyle, I want to change, but how do I change? So I want to let go of it. How do I begin to embrace change? It says that we're transformed. So we're changed by the renewing of your mind. What does renewing of your mind means? It means we need to begin to change the way that we think that you can overcome. I used to tell students all the time, I, I loved being a youth pastor because so many of them, you know, you could, you could motivate them very easy because their past and their experiences weren't so great yet that, that they couldn't forget about it. They couldn't move on. And I would tell students all the time, you have to quit listening to the voices of your past and listen to the voice of God. Let's take a look and watch this video real quick. Well, you can tell everybody Somewhere I heard that life is a test. I've been through the worst, but I still get my best. God made my mold different from the rest. Then He broke that mold, so I know I'm blessed. Stand up now and face the sun. Hide my tail, I'll turn and grind. It's time to do what must be done. Be a King, kingdom So well, you can tell everybody. Dear, you can tell everybody. Maybe you just want to get up and start walking with some swag right now, right? And, but in all seriousness, I love that because one, I mean, KG, right? I mean, he's one of the greats, but... If you watch some of the beginning part of that video where it talks like the the commentators are saying, he's too old, he's washed up, he's not going to be able to do it. And then all the voices are screaming at him that he's no good, that he's not going to be anything. And then I love at the very end, you know, it's all Beats by Dre, the headphones thing. But it's like, it says, hear what you want. That, That we get to choose what we allow in. The voices that we listen to. That we get to hear what we want. And God's word is like the headphones that we put on that can block out the noise of this world. The people in your past that say, you'll never be anything good. You'll never do this. You'll never do that. That we get to hear what we want. And, and Romans here is telling us that we're transformed by changing the way that we think, but also allowing what's into our mind that encourages what we think, right? Because what we put in here is going gonna, is gonna, is gonna to flesh itself out. It's going to be what we... So what we listen to is crucial in changing the way that we think. And he says in order to change those habits, you have to change the way you think. And so God's word says that that you are an overcomer, that you can do anything through Christ, that if you submit to him, that his will will be be done in your life, that, that there is a purpose. And so those are the voices that we have to listen to. And we get to hear what we want. We get to choose what we listen to. So you need to to begin to tell yourself, transforming the way that you think, saying, I am. I can and I will because God is. And that's really the, the key is the end. I am, I can, and I will because Jesus is. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the one that can give you strength. His spirit within you can give you that godly swagger, that godly confidence to move forward, to pursue the thing that he has for you, regardless of your past. So we have to identify what it is that's holding us back. We have to make a decision to let it go and to move forward. It's it's our responsibility to do that, not God's. Then what do we need to do? We need to focus then on our future, the new vision, the new plan, the new purpose that God has for you. So Hebrews 11, 2-3 says, so let us fix our eyes on Jesus. Again, Jesus is in front of you. He's not behind you. Jesus is always in front. He's always leading the way. He's always encouraging. He's not behind you going, hey, we gotta come back here and deal. No, he's saying, I dealt with your past. It's mine. It's over with. So he's in front of you. So we fix our eyes on Jesus, the author, the perfecter of our faith, the one who's written out this story for you, this new purpose for you. And everything that he went through and say, keep your eye on him so you don't grow weary, so you don't lose heart. Back in the day when I... Uh, this song should have been playing in the background. I was at I was at Northland Mall. I don't even remember Northland Mall. Anybody remember Northland Mall? That was that was before Polaris days, over on Morse Road. I don't I think it's like some kind of office complex now. And so we were there with my friends and we were in high school and I was I just shopped at Structure. Anybody remember Structure? Ooh man, that was some good stuff, right? Uh, shirt was way too big, you know what I mean, like, that was the place, and so I, I just got my structure gear, I have my bags, I'm with my friends, and we're walking through the mall, and so, you know, you have either side of the mall there, so we're walking this way, and there's a group of girls that's walking this way, and so I got to give myself a little room, so I'm, I'm, I'm watching them, and I'm going, hey, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man, like, hey, what's up, I got my structure stuff on, it's good, and so I'm like following them, and I'm like smiling and waving, and then I turn around, right, and Northland Mall had big support beams that ran right through the middle of it. And I then smack into my face right against the wall, fell down. My friends are there laughing at me. You know, the girls are laughing at me. My confidence and swag was immediately gone. You know what I mean? But the reason that I crashed into the pole, right, was because why? Because my focus was, was, was on what was behind me, what was in the peripheral. I wasn't paying attention to what's going ahead. And, and what we have to realize is, is that rearview mirror Christianity is just a a crash course destination. That if you keep looking behind and and you're saying, I want to pursue God, I want to move forward, but you're driving, thinking about this, if you were driving your car just constantly staring in the rearview mirror, the good, the bad, the ugly of your past, always just taking your focus from what God has before you, right? It's a crash course. You're not going to get very far at all. And so we have to make sure that our focus, once we let go of it, that we don't ever look back. We can't just, oh man, is it still there? No, it's gone. It's, it's dealt with. You, you took it to Jesus. You laid it at the cross. You're forgiven. You're free. There's new purpose. The Bible says it doesn't matter what happened. It doesn't matter what you did. It can be the worst of the worst. And it says that God still is, is, is willing and able to forgive you from that. But you can't keep looking back because you'll never get where God wants you to go. And he's got this new place, this awesome destination. You know, you're driving south. It's warm. It's nice. It's the beach, right? He has this awesome plan for you. And we just keep want to keep going back. And we keep looking back. And the enemy keeps bringing it back. And we have to, again, go back to that I am, I can, and I will because Jesus dealt with it. Because it's over with. That you have a new future and a new purpose. That God isn't concerned about your past, so why are you? He's done with it. It's over, the good of it, the bad of it, the ugly of it, it's done. And God's saying, I got something new, and it's great, and it's awesome, but you got to move forward. You can't keep looking behind. You got to pursue the will of God. And you go, Kyle, you don't understand, I've just done some stuff, I've been, there's just stuff, I just don't know if it's that easy. Go throughout scripture, look at the heroes of our faith. David, King David, the Bible described him as a man after God's own heart, committed adultery, Murdered the woman that he committed adulteries with husband. Like, terrible, right? But God forgave him. God still used him. He wasn't done. Moses, and what he did, he, he had no confidence in himself. And God said, it's still, it's okay. I got, a, I got a new plan for you. And You can go throughout Scripture and look at these people. The Apostle Paul in the New Testament was, was murdering Christians. But he encountered Jesus and believed in faith enough to say, I did the worst of the worst. Paul calls himself that throughout his epistles. I was the worst of the worst. I did stuff that that should never be able to be forgiven. He says, who can save someone like me? And then he says, but for Jesus, who was willing to take my sin. So why would we continue to live in something that Jesus paid such a high price for? He wants his believers, he wants his children to be walking with confidence, portraying the Spirit of God that He's placed inside of you, believing in faith that you can and you will because of what Jesus has done. The band's going to come. We're going to close out. In the scripture that you've heard many times, Jeremiah 29, 11, the prophet who had a a difficult ministry and, and God was speaking to him encouraging Him. And I believe He would encourage us today. And He says, For I know the plans that I have for you, they are plans for good, not for disaster, to give you a future. Future. God is more concerned about your future than He is on your past. But where is your focus this morning? Where are you at this morning when it comes to your purpose and what God has called you to? And and next week we're going to talk even more about how do we find out really what God has gifted us to do. How do, we, how do we find our future in Christ? How do we know what our purpose is? How do we know that? For some of you, you've struggled with that and trying to find your identity in that calling. But we'll never get to where God wants us to go if we can't move past our past. You've got to make a choice today. Man, I just feel so strong about that, that some of you, man, you're so close to really stepping into a new season of your life that's full of confidence, that's full of forgiveness, that's full of purpose. And today, I feel like God's saying, I'm doing something new. You gotta see it though. And you gotta be willing to lay it down, to strip it off, to say, I'm done with this. The enemy put this on me, maybe I put it on myself. But today, I'm taking it off. I'm stripping off those things. I'm throwing off stuff that's been weighing me down and holding me back for years. I'm going to forgive that person who hurt me. I'm not going to let them continue to hold me back from what God did. I'm going to forgive myself for the ones that I've hurt. I'm going to forgive myself for my mistakes, for my failures, and for the things that I've done. And I'm I'm going to grab hold of what's ahead of me.